0: Find a
1: location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. He is not human, he is like
1: a machine. Making more podcasts than you've ever seen. Now he's finally back for more interviews. I hope you missed him because he sure missed you. It's the Terrick Show. Tarrant show. Now he's all pretty up and ready to go. It's the Tarrant show. A simple name. We're a simple guy with a simple face. It's the Tarrant show. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Terran show. I'm your host Terran Armstrong, a freshly tuned robot ready to study more of what humanity has to offer every week as I interview a person in the world of reality TV, podcasting, content creation and all kinds of interesting areas. Over 4 years ago, I started this podcast as a way to get to know some of the people in my world a little better to share that with all of you, the listeners. Uh, I was overwhelmed with how successful the show was, and I interviewed close to 60 people in the first run of the show. Uh, Unfortunately, though, it had to take a back seat to some of the other work I was doing. However, after four years, I still have people requesting that I bring this back, and it's always been something that has been in the back of my mind that I've wanted to rededicate myself to. So here it is. A new batch of Terran Show episodes. Uh, it's the same dumb name, but it's it's all new interviews, I promise. Uh, so for my first interview back, I decided to bring it back to the very beginning and talk with the man that started it all, Rob Sesternino. Uh, I was curious about how his life and his profession has evolved over the last four years since I talked to him last. And as always, uh, he had some great insights as we talked about the podcast network, as well as how our relationship has developed through it so without any further ado let me uh, let me shut up and let uh, the people that I'm talking to speak because that was always I think my strong suit in these interviews and we'll get to my first interview back for the Taron show Rob Sesternino Rob hello welcome back Taryn oh my god uh, it's so good to be back yes uh, it has been over four years uh yeah. since the last time you're on the Tarrant show.
0: Yes. Well, how when was the date for it, the uh Tarrant show number 1? Uh I believe
1: the date was I think it was sometime in July. It was July uh, July 17th, 2017.
0: Wow. So it was during a uh, Big Brother even uh that we did the very first uh Tarrant show. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um and I
1: think it was the first season of Live Feed Updates that I was yes. doing as well. Although I what, a, think,
0: what a journey you've
1: been on, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah.
0: What a what a four
1: years and change it's been for you. It really has been. I mean, it's, it's been, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, it's, I genuinely, I think been the best four years of my life. Yeah. Um, and uh, in no small uh, part due to, uh, due to you.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I can't take uh, too much credit. First off, you found me. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't like I went out and was looking for the guy. You and found, found you. you found me at a bar, and you were like, "Hey,
1: I no, got something you found for
0: you. you found me." <laughs> and like, I, I feel like that you know, um, you really like took the ball and uh, ran with it in terms of like the you know opportunity of like doing uh, the you know the the live feed update and really everything um you know from the, that you that you've uh, like done and created you know so I, I you know i was very lucky that you found me and you know i think that we've done like some really incredible things together uh you know uh, even from before that time
1: oh well, i thank you i appreciate that uh well i i will say i i recommend that uh, for those that are jumping into this podcast uh go back to the archives listen to the first episode uh to get like a kind of baseline of uh of who rob is who who maybe maybe a little bit who i am um and uh and like how the how this podcast even started uh he tells the whole story about um you know building this thing from uh, from the ground up um and uh could provide mm-hmm. some context here for uh, for what we're talking about yes do that and we'll and uh, we'll make sure we link to it in the show notes yes yes of course um but uh but yeah it, it's i I've been wanting to bring the Terran show back. It's something that I always really enjoyed doing. Um, I did, you know, uh, something like 59 episodes, maybe a little bit less than that. There are now 59 episodes, but some of those other ones were kind of, uh, you know, sprinkled in here and there. Um, But uh, it was basically a full year of it, um, you know, uh, every single week, which was uh, I mean, it was. Uh, On top of, you know, Big Brother coverage and other stuff, uh, kind of a lot to uh, to keep up with, especially when, you know, in trying to find more and more people to talk to. uh, And, you know, not everybody uh, is interested in doing it. And, um, you know, not everybody uh, you know, is, is somebody that, that, that the audience would be sort of, uh, curious to hear from as well. So, um,
0: you know, it's, I know it's something that you're passionate about. I remember that, uh, that we had spoken, uh, like, uh, we had, it wasn't a podcast. I remember like, like talking with you about like, you know, Taryn, what else else do you want to do? Uh, Mm -hmm. and you had said like, well, like, you know, uh, I feel like that, uh, there's, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, these other podcast networks, they do a lot of stuff and they talk to the other, uh, the other hosts. I feel like that we should do something like that. And like, okay, that's a great, great idea. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I just, I felt like I wanted, uh, I
1: wanted people to be able to get to know, uh, who they were watching on TV and who they were listening to in the podcast a little bit better. Um, because I feel like that enhances the, uh, the, the content when you listen to it, when you watch it, um, you know, it's, it's part of what I enjoy about even scripted shows. The more detail I get to, uh, you know, know about the characters, the more, uh, engaged I am in the whole process. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that alone is sort of like what I'm sort of what I'm providing with the podcast, but also what I, what I, uh, and I don't know, I don't remember if I was like looking for this at the time either, but um, you know, the experience of getting to talk to somebody um, and to, to all of these very interesting people, one-on-one um, in a setting where it was kind of like, Hey, you know and anything uh anything's game here like let's just chat um mm-hmm. was was really cool um because you know i feel like uh, a lot of conversation is is it's it's functional right like you're especially you know with other podcast hosts at times or or like uh or anything like uh, you know you're you're trying to schedule stuff or you're trying to just kind of like Talk about, you know, current events or whatever it is. Um, but there's very little time. It's it's hard to really sit somebody down and be like, let's have a deep conversation. Let's look. Let's really chat uh, without it being really weird. So uh, even just for myself, I really appreciated doing these. And uh, I'm excited to be doing some more.
0: Well, I'm so excited to get to catch up.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I. Uh, Rob, the last time we talked again, you you talked through your experience of sort of, uh, you know, building the podcast, uh, getting to the place where it was at the time um, in 2017, which was still, you know, uh, years uh, after you had really gone full time with it. But it was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it was definitely like a full fledged success at that point. Um, and uh, and you were, you know, you were uh, like still, I think, very excited about developing and and, and what you were doing. Um, and and also at the time, you know, podcasts were established at that point. Um, and but it's almost like at this point, you know, it's it's not even just podcasts. Like at that time, it felt like it was like there were podcasts and there was maybe YouTube. Um, and and that was mostly it for the space of um, of like online content creation. And uh, and since then, um, things have really kind of developed in this area. Um, like, how has that impacted you?
0: Well, uh in terms of like there being like all, all these other places like Twitch and TikTok and you know uh all sorts of like different like social media platforms. Yeah, and it, and it also seems like it's it's a little bit more in some ways legitimized
1: what we do, but also mm-hmm. uh in some in some areas similar to reality television derided uh because of, you know, uh it, sort of like um the perception of it. Um whereas like Maybe, maybe even just four years ago, maybe even longer, somebody might've been like, oh, you're a podcaster, like, uh, cute. Um, now they're like, oh, you're, you're like an, an influencer. Is that what you are? Uh, (laughs) like, um, there's a different level of judgment sometimes.
0: So, uh, I, I really just feel like that the, uh, attention of everybody is just so much more. Like, I feel like that when we're talking about like 2017, like, I think that there was like, uh there were TV shows and we were recapping TV shows and sort of like, that was like the only place where you had like a lot of like discourse about the television shows. And and now I just feel like that there are so many more platforms, so much more competition, not just for like, there's like, you know, um, just like exponentially more shows, but like exponentially more things talking about the shows, in addition to there's so many more podcasts and 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 TikTok and social media and Twitch. And so there's just uh so much more coverage that I just feel like that everything is much more spread out than it was like at that point in time that we first talked on the podcast. Definitely. I mean Um,
1: it's there, like, uh, I think at the time you even talked about like, you know, it's, they're very easy to create now. And, and, you know, anybody can really Mm -hmm. start their own podcast, which, um, you know, I think, you know, looking back four years ago, it was like, well, you know, every once in a while, somebody would start a podcast. Now, now it's literally, you know, most people will come off of a show and start a podcast.
0: And I think that a big thing, you know, that we did not imagine, uh, in like the Tyron Show conversation from 2017 was also, you know, how the pandemic also, uh, mm. changed things, uh, so much. And so, you know, I just think that there were so many other, you know, uh, podcasts and other like, uh, like basically, I think that that really accelerated the fact that almost like everybody is a content creator, where there's just uh, so much uh, content, where, you know, uh, like, there's, it's is so uh diluted in terms of like you know, just everybody's uh attention mm-hmm. well,
1: like what does that do for like your own sense of identity in your in your, in your profession like um you know i because I, because the nature of your job has has shifted in in a in a public sort of perception sense um mm-hmm. has that influenced how you see yourself in your your own profession
0: well i think that Probably when we talked in 2017, I, I I think that like I was sort of more of the you know content creator, and you know I really like had like a mission of like being the content creator, and I was uh, you know had a lot of support from the patrons of creating uh, the content. Whereas I think that the 2021 version of me is a little bit more of sort of like at the uh, uh, heading up this organization. Which is now, you know, uh really trying to support so many different content creators, where I, I don't think I could have imagined, you know, in twenty seventeen that we would have a network with say, you know, fifty different people creating content. And so, you know, people are still listening to me, but you know, people are, you know, listening to you and listening to like all of the other different like uh, content creators that are co- covering like such a wide variety of shows. I mean, I feel like that we probably were covering The Bachelor and the um, challenge and. Basically, you know, uh you were just starting to cover, you know, the live feeds on a daily basis at that point in time. And now, you know, we've just expanded off into, you know, covering all of these different shows and have like so much more uh content where I don't even think that the like the B and B had even started yet. Like, you know, we really had not like uh diversified as much uh at that particular point in time.
1: Yeah. So so you sort of see yourself now as more of like uh the the organizer, like um sort of Uh, Because because it's interesting you say that, because I think I see it somewhat similarly. I mean, I don't I don't not see you as a content creator uh, Mm -hmm. anymore, but I I do also see you as um, and I I always saw you as sort of a mentor for me. But I think I I see you now as somebody that that is a a mentor for so many people um, and and really you you help uh, facilitate um, the the creation of a lot of uh, things now.
0: Yeah, I uh, appreciate that, uh, Taryn, and I think it's such a great compliment uh, w- when you ever uh, refer to me like in, in that capacity because I just think the world of you as a content creator. Uh and, you know, I can go on and on and on about, you know, uh but I just how incredible of a, you know, creator I, I think that, that you are. But I, I think that my job has really become more of how do I support the talented creators that are a part of RHAP and give them the resources that they need to be Successful uh, content creators like I can only do so much, and I and I think that there's like a limited amount of like how much do people want to hear me specifically talk about things when you know there are so many other talented people that are on the network that are able to speak intelligently about so many other things than only just Survivor. And how do we, uh, you know, give them all of these opportunities to be able to, you know, succeed and sort of like, keep that same sensibility that I created, uh, you know, starting Rob as a podcast, which I think is sort of like, fun, smart, hopefully inclusive conversations about these uh, subjects that we love talking about. And then, you know, Basically like having like one building, but, you know, just because they're talking about one thing in, in this room, it doesn't feel like you're you've walked into a totally different building. You're just in a different room in that building. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I feel like uh, like you you
1: can hear a lot about how somebody is is a good a good mentor. You can hear a lot about like a supportive uh, even like like boss or whatever but um I, I think that like in the moment as you are complimenting me I'm just, i just feel like pointing out to the listeners like this is this is what i'm talking about when i say how great you are as somebody in my life who has been so supportive of me um and and i know that you you bring that to uh to everybody that you work with um and uh and and i think that's why that that's why this sort of the, the network has been able to grow to this different, uh, area into this different area because, uh, of, of the way that you are able to nurture, uh, these relationships and, and, and the, the creators that, uh, that are involved because it's, it's, it's a difficult thing, um, to, to create, uh, content on the internet. Um, and, uh, and, and you speaking for myself at the very least um, have been so valuable to my development in, in, in creating things, but also just like have even just like having you in my life as like, uh, as a friend has been so, so valuable to me. Um, and, uh, and, and it's, it's part of why I wanted you on here again, because like, uh, in a lot of ways, the Terran show is always about talking to other people and getting to know them, but, uh, you know, sort of a through line of it was, uh, and you mentioned this, uh, four years ago that like, you know, there is always a piece of me in, in, in all of those interviews. Um, and, uh, I think like the, the piece of, of me that has has changed over these four years, um, is, uh, very grateful to, uh, to you, for, uh, for, for being there to encourage me and to, uh, to support me, uh, throughout it. So, um, I needed you back here, Rob.
0: Okay. Well, I'm happy. I I don't really have anything new to say, so I'm just, (laughs) I appreciate you, uh, saying all of that, uh, about me. And, you know, um, you know, I I, like have to attribute so much of, you know, like, uh, these, so many of the people that I feel like have become, Real stars of the network are people that really, I think, sort of cut their teeth doing live feed updates with you and i think that you also have like a really great eye for talent in terms of people that are able to you know uh really do what what we do and i think that you know you've really uh done a great job of discovering people uh yourself so you know like uh, you've you know uh, been such a big part of the success of robin's podcast as well i i appreciate that um well
1: I think so. One of the things that was interesting to me when I was uh, listening back to our previous interview was um, that you know you you, when you talked about the creation of the podcast, you talked about being unemployed for a while, and you talked about your dad and how he was a provider for his family, and it seemed like something that was. Uh, uh, very important to you to feel like you were a provider. And, and at the time that we talked, you, you were, um, but, uh, you know, now you have been for another, uh, four years as your, as your kids have been growing up, uh, as you've moved across the country. Um, do, like, uh, how do you feel about that now? Because you also talked about, um, there, that there was a, like a little bit of a fear of like, when does this end? Um, does, does, does those, those yeah. things still exist
0: in you? Sure. I mean, uh, I like, I'm, I'm very much afraid that, you know, I'm going to screw this up at some point and, you know, do, uh, like, you know, take this in, take this in the wrong direction. And, you know, like, there'll be a point like, uh, like I remember when we're like, we, we were really doing it, but it wasn't that great. Uh, and so, you know, I'm a- always afraid that. I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, uh, fumble the bag and ultimately like uh, have this all go away. So, you know, I, it doesn't, I I don't think that that lets me like holds me back in any way, but, you know, it's always like a concern in uh, the back of my mind. And, you know, I don't know if that's baked in from like my survivor experience or what, but uh you know i i you know am you know try to be very mindful of trying uh to not screw uh this up and you know the 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 world is you know uh like i i think a lot more complicated in twenty twenty one uh than it was in twenty seventeen in all sorts of different ways that i could have never foreseen in uh the twenty seventeen interview uh you know it's it's very nice that i'm able to uh to do this as you know it's it's such a labor of love it's a uh i am so incredibly blessed that you know i'm able to do this and support my family and you know uh we are you know uh, on like a pit stop in the middle of this uh cross-country move where we move from los angeles to R- Raleigh, North Carolina. Like we're in an apartment right now that we are uh, going to be moving into a house, which that was always my dream of, you know, being able to buy a house. Uh, you know, I am not a young man. Uh this has been my dream for quite some time. You know, we're sort of like on the precipice of, you know, of finally, you know, being uh people that are uh, owning a home, uh which, you know, uh, when I was like 30 with no job prospects and, you know, no income, uh, that was like a real pipe dream. And so that, you know, I'm very excited that, you know, through all of the, you know, uh, time spent working on Rob as a podcast, you know, we're able to, you know, uh, close in on this very long time dream.
1: Yeah. You know, that's interesting because, uh, like, I don't know if it is unique to, to, to what, to what we do. Um, but, uh, even just like speaking for myself growing up the way I did, um, and, and the way that sort of like I grew up around money and, and, and the circumstances, uh, surrounding that, um, even now, as I feel like I'm, you know, I've been, I've been pretty secure since essentially college, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, like, like life is, is good. And I just moved to San Diego. We, we crossed country, uh, in opposite mm-hmm. directions. Yep. Um, and it's, and it's great, but there is having grown up in a different circumstance, there is always this thing in the back of my mind that is like, uh, like this could, all, this could all go away. Uh, yeah. like, uh, like you, you could always fall back, uh, into that place. Um, and, and I think part like, some of it comes from like, uh, you know, like what if, what if big brother got canceled? Um, but, uh, but I think even, even before that, like it was just so, it was so strange to, to feel like I was in a place where I felt comfortable and secure that I still just haven't completely gotten used to it. Um, yeah.
0: Did, 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 is it is it anything like that with you? Um, I certainly think about like what if well you know what if <laughs> uh, these uh, these shows that we cover. But you know, Taryn, I, I really feel like that for you. That I I just think that you're 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 so talented, and and, and y- yes, you like uh, really found uh like uh, like an amazing vehicle for you in Big Brother and the way that you're able to like it, it speaks to you know so many of your skill sets that you're able to you know cover the Big Brother live feeds and not go insane over the course of like 90 days of like watching the the live feeds and you know not l- lose it uh you know to too much of a degree covering it and being able to be uh you know so you know uh fair in your coverage and and, and so that big brother is such a you know a a great thing for you but i i I really feel like that whatever it was that you were covering I, i think that you would find an audience and like i don't think that you are only like somebody who could do big brother and so like uh in the eventuality like that or you know the possibility that you know big brother went away like i feel like that there would certainly be you know, another thing that you would find, uh, your niche doing, uh, for me, for me personally though. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely thought about like, uh, you know, and and basically like with the pandemic, like I ended Mm -hmm. up having to like face that realization of like, what, what, what did we do for a year, uh, without a year plus, without there being survivor. Um, you know, we were, you know, fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it, that we there was a big brother season. Um, I do, you know, think about that sometimes of like, what, what if this all, uh, went away? But I do feel like that we've done a lot of work over the years to sort of like diversify the offerings of the network where, you know, I don't feel like we, that we are as reliant on Survivor, uh, in particular as we were, say, four years ago, where like I kind of feel like that, uh, Rob as a podcast and, you know, what we've done with post show recaps and the, uh, uh rap ups, you know, like I feel like that we have really just become like more of like, uh, a podcast that is like talking about many different things and not just only specifically Survivor, uh, and Big Brother or, or, uh, only, you know, competition reality TV. I
1: mean, I, what, what does that do for you when Survivor's off the air for a year? Uh, like how does that impact like the business side of things
0: well i think that in terms of um the community like I think it's something that really um you know affected things where you know people like uh you know uh turn to us uh specifically you know with with survivor where you know, that people were there in the week to week to come and talk to their friends about Survivor. Um, without there being like weekly uh Survivor, I did feel like that, you know, the engagement at times was affected over this this past year. But you know, there were, we ended up having to go through in between the two of us, Taryn, we watched all 40 seasons of mm-hmm. uh Survivor this year. And that was very ambitious. And people were like, well, you didn't need to do that, but I felt like I did. I felt like I needed like to have like a reason for people to come back every single week and uh, you know, want to talk about Survivor and go back through uh and look at things with some sort of like fresh perspective on uh the older stuff. And I thought that it was uh, you know, intriguing to get the fans involved with that. So it was definitely like a, um, a challenge to try to, you know, keep the survivor content out there to sort of like uh, be a stopgap between the year where there was no survivor.
1: Yeah, it seems like in Survivor, the Survivor production crew uh, mm-hmm. sort of spent that year coming up with all kinds of wacky ideas uh, yes. for how to reinvent themselves. Did you have the same impulse for uh, for the podcast?
0: <laughs> That's interesting. I, I think I sort of uh, never let myself really uh, get there. I, I think I was um, trying to feel like I, I felt like I wanted to scale things back a little bit from where they were in winners at war. But I don't really know if I've accomplished, if I've if I've uh, done that in terms of what uh, we were doing at the end of winners at war, where you know survivor it's, itself um has changed where uh, that i feel like that it's almost harder to podcast in uh about in this particular moment on survivor because there's so much uncertainty that it makes it hard to be able to like i think that because the audience is a little bit more like confused and unsure about things it makes it hard to have like really sort of like in-depth uh strategy talk mm-hmm. Also, I feel like that this has been the least funny season of, uh, Survivor that I can remember, where I feel like that there, that like the, the wackiness has sort of been like, sort of like unintentional. And I feel like that there hasn't, it has not necessarily been like a lighthearted season of Survivor. And I feel like that that's where a lot of the fun comes from on the, um, the, on the episodes of Survivor. So that this see covering this season has presented some unique challenges uh that it might have been easier to cover Survivor uh you know say in the 2017 version. Well, I know that it
1: uh Survivor came uh onto Netflix and yes. it felt like that you know sort of introduced a whole new uh, wave of, of fans, maybe people who had watched like way back when, um, Mm -hmm. and even winners of war, I think kind of brought some people back, but I think the Netflix thing really helped and uh, and people have been binging the seasons and, um, and stuff like that. Is that something that you've, you've noticed either subjectively or objectively in, in any of the numbers?
0: Yeah. So I, I can't say that I have like numbers, but like just like anecdotally. So, one of the things I've started doing this year is that we do a call that's like a patron orientation call where we invite people who are new patrons to do a call. And I, and I sort of like explain how to access like patron benefits. And I also talk about, um, you know, uh, if anybody has any questions or wants to come on and say hi. And I've heard from uh, a lot of different people over the course of the year of like, hey, I watched all of the seasons, not even necessarily during from Netflix. I watched all the seasons during quarantine and now I'm a you know big uh, survivor fan and then I discovered Rob as a podcast uh, because of that. So there are a lot of like new people like in our community of people who were like not necessarily watching Survivor Live in season 40, but because of the you know uh, extended uh, yadas and because of the pandemic ended up starting Survivor at some point in that time and then ended up becoming you know finding the podcast from there and you know listening to you know, at, at, you know looking up old interviews on the website and becoming Rob's podcast fans by way of sort of like a, a quarantine binge yeah Something that you talked about,
1: uh, four years ago was that part of how you developed, uh, the, the podcast to get to where it was, um, was that you, you, you'd, you'd listen to audiobooks. You would yep. like study up on like different things that you should do. Um, but you also talked about how, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you, you can't study forever. Some, at some point you got to get out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that you at that time felt like you're the balance of that was was still a little bit off that you like you maybe needed to spend a little more time, um, you know, back back with the the audio books, this self-improvement kind of thing, this sort of yeah. contemplation, the, this uh, the, the idea of like, like, how do I improve this? How do I continue to move forward um, rather than just continue uh, down the same path? Is that something that you are still thinking about?
0: Yeah, you know, I have not spent a lot of time, uh, with the audio books uh, of late. Um, what I have spent more time like in the last couple of months is, uh, on TikTok. And I've talked about, you know, TikTok a little bit, but there is a lot of like, uh, interesting, like self-development content that's on. TikTok uh it may not necessarily be on everybody's uh, for you page but if you uh watch enough stuff like there is like a lot of like uh, motivational stuff and also like like uh different sort of uh marketing advice and different things that you can pick up from watching TikTok I mean I I would find nothing uh you know more you know relaxing than like like listening to You know, a seven hour, eight hour audio book on like personal development or, you know, some sort of like interesting, like a business strategy. I like, I I just, I love that where just walking and listening to, uh, these types of, um, you know, there's all these, uh, these great books. I just don't really have the time to be able to, you know, um, you know, spend on, uh, uh, listening to that sort, that sort of, uh, stuff where, I feel like that there's you know so many other i' i'm I'm always either watching something from the podcast or you know trying to keep up and listen to uh the other podcasts or there might be other like uh podcasts that pop up in my feed that I want to listen to so I would love to, uh, you know, maybe as we get into the holidays, uh, I'll find a a good audio book to uh, check out. Got a bunch of Audible credits uh, that are backed up. So if people have any recommendations for me on something, um, please. I like I always uh, love to uh, get the recommendation. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm curious about your 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 time management, because obviously there's still a lot of content that you create. But now, again, you're also sort of managing people um mm. and and you know organizing a lot of things um like how, what is what does a day look like for you is every day similar or do they all is it is there any kind of structure or is it just kind of like you do what you have to yes
0: yeah, so that not all the days are the same. It really depends on like what is being uh, recorded on that day. And the biggest change for me personally is that I went from being on West Coast time to being on East Coast time, which now, you know, the uh, <laughs> inverse of what that's like. I, personally, for my schedule, I prefer the West Coast time. I mm-hmm. like that better of being able to get sort of like get done with my recording portion of the day. Earlier and then be able to sort of unwind and get to bed earlier and then start start the day earlier. I mean, I, I'm basically like still like I'm I'm working later, but I'm still waking up at the same time because that's when my my kids are going to wake up at you know six o'clock in the morning, whether or not I'm on the East Coast or the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So now I tend to be uh, working a lot of nights still, you know, and in the, certainly in the summer when we were doing the Big Brother shows, you know. We're getting done with those around like 11 o'clock, you know, uh, sort of like by the time I like uh, record the ads, you know, maybe it might be like 1130 uh, before, you know, I'm sort of like starting to unwind and, and get ready for bed. So the, um, the the schedule of my day, it tends to be a little bit different. My kids go to school. I take my kids to school in the morning. Uh, I get back and then I sort of like have like a little bit of like uh time where I'm trying to get into like my emails and everything and any sort of like uh like strictly like uh business work stuff. Uh I try to take care of that in the first part of the day. You know, I, I try to spend uh some time with uh Nicole also, uh, where, you know, a lot of times like that that's like a nice uh spot in the day if we have to like really run an errand uh or you know uh we'll like uh try to exercise or you know that's like some of the time that we try to spend together uh lately we've been trying to like uh or do like Nicole's a big uh runner so I try to uh, do like a uh, go for a run with her or like we take like, a workout class together on the you know uh Peloton like app and then you know, um, my kids come home from school, I start to like get into like work calls. And then we get into the part of the day where tends to be like a lot of recording uh, in the afternoon. And then sort of like, you know, people start to become free, sort of like around four o'clock, five o'clock Eastern. And that tends to be the part of the day where like, I'm recording a lot of the podcast now. Mm hmm. Um, I I feel like it it can be and I
1: think we talked a little bit about this uh, the last time, but I, I feel like it can be um, it can be difficult when there's no rigid uh it's like schedule uh that is set for you and, you know a job like this you know and i think a lot of people are now a lot more people are working from home uh, even with regular jobs uh, because of the mm-hmm. pandemic really opened that up um and i think a lot more people are
0: i was doing it before it was cool Terry. yeah
1: yeah i'll be able to relate to this sort of thing where you have to um, and we talked about this we, the, the discipline of making sure that you are still, um, you know, doing everything that you need to do without it being essentially planned out for you. Um yeah. Is that uh, is that something that you feel like you've 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 got it down or is it something that you just kind of you're just juggling?
0: So I get to whatever is on fire. Uh, so mm-hmm. like I feel like that there's like like in like the books that, that I that I've read. Like you know, sort of like when you are really like uh, performing well, like you are working on the things that are important but not urgent. Uh, I I unfortunately, I feel like I spend most of my time in the section which is uh, the important and urgent, where it's like it's important that I need to do it, and it's important that I need to do it right now. Like I think that when you really have things lined up and you're really organized, you're working on the things that are important, but you don't need to be working on them right away. It's like that's where you're able to like uh, accomplish like a lot of. Like, uh, really important, like long term planning stuff. Well, when I'm really like in a good, on a good day and like I've sort of like cleared my plate, uh, that's where, you know, that's like ideally where I think you want to be as a person who is like working on important projects. But, you know, I tend to like getting to sort of like, uh, you know, whatever pot is boiling over and focusing my attention there. You know, I almost never miss a deadline with the podcast for whatever reason. That you've been doing this 11 years, like podcasts come out when they're supposed to. uh, That, I mean, if you're a regular listener, you know what shows come out on what dates. So, like, I'm sure you could probably count on one hand the number of times like a podcast was supposed to come out on this day. And, and like, other than like a person, a guest canceling on me, um, it's almost never the case where, you know, I like I missed a Uh, like getting a podcast out that i was supposed to do so for whatever reason i'm able to you know get to that deadline when it's supposed to be done
1: do you you feel like there's a a path for you to transition into being more organized in the future or do you just kind of feel like uh like this is Mm -hmm. just my life
0: well the question that i really um you know debate with myself is how much do I need to be behind the microphone mm-hmm. when you know, when, when you, uh, you know, uh, work with, you know, uh, a, you know, a, a Taryn, uh, you know, and, and, and so many others, like there's so many like great podcasters that could do, you know, what I do behind a microphone and, but nobody else is going to do the other stuff I have to do. That's not behind the microphone, uh, which is far less fun. Like, this is this is the best like what we're doing now this is this is uh the the fun stuff but you know i can i there there are other people that can that can do this like it, it like i get into like well is it you know it, it, is it just ego that i have to like uh like well no I, the people want to hear me like uh that that's what like i'm the person like uh you know that, that i have like to have like I have this great, uh, joke or perspective that like, if I don't get out there, it's going to be, people will miss that. Or, you know, like, uh, should I be sort of like, um, you know, handing the mic to more people and just like picking my spots a little bit more. And so you know, that's one of the things I really struggle with of, you know, should I be doing less, uh, podcasting? Yeah. And, I mean, what, and what is the audience really, you know, what is the audience here for? Will people, uh, be, like, you know, feel like, well, why, why am I being a patron? Rob's not even on that many podcasts. Mm, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think that, um, I, I think that people do enjoy having you on. Uh, oh, I, I think
0: I, that, uh, that, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. I, and like, uh, like, you know, I, I'm not thinking about retiring from podcasting, mm. but like, what, like, um, where I'd say right now, I'm probably on, like, you know, 10 podcasts a week, uh, you know, give or take. And like, we get it's like the patron stuff, like, I don't know, maybe like 12 or 13. Pod- I, I, I tend to probably record like one to two podcasts a day. Like, do I need to be on that many podcasts? Yeah. Like would, would the organization be better served if I was on five podcasts? hmm.
1: Is that is that kind of the direction you feel the uh, what do do you do you call it the podcast or do you call it like the network Uh, like how do you even uh, describe it?
0: Well, I think it's two different. I mean, I feel feel like there's uh, Rob has a podcast, which I feel like is me podcasting about things. But I feel like that RHAP is sort of like the greater network and you know, the, the greater network is fine uh, w- without me, you know um, you know, like I feel like that Rob is a podcast, uh, you know, sh- still, you know, does, does need me. I like, I, again, I, I don't want to like m- make people upset to think that I'm going to like uh, retire anytime soon. Like, you know, I'll do this for, you know, as long as people want to hear from me, mm-hmm. but like, I just wonder like at the pace that I do it, I mean, I just feel like that there's so many talented creators that we work with where I just feel like that there's only so much uh, that, that I can, you know, uh, that people need to hear from me on these shows where, you know, there's so many people that are like, have, you know, um, so, so many uh, different interesting opinions and, you know, uh, perspectives that, you know, I feel like that, you know, um, made less of me is a good thing.
1: Well, so like, let's say we do, you know, T- Taron show 120, uh, five years from 20, now. Twenty twenty five. OK, um, so we're
0: sitting in the room with the, in the Oculus headset.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, very fun. Where yeah. where do you see where do you ideally where do, where do you want the, the the podcast and the network to be?
0: Mm, okay. I mean, I would love for the, the network to, you know, uh, be flourishing with like, uh, so many, you know, uh, you know, popular podcasts and, and, and popular hosts and everybody and people with like incredible followings who are podcasting, you know, under the RHAP umbrella. But I feel like that the success of RHAP. Is when people are listening to podcasts and saying, "Wait, who is who is Rob? Why is it called RHAP?" I, I think that that's the like the ultimate success of like what we're, uh, you know we're trying to build is that the network is, you know, not reliant on, you know, me as the content creator where, you know, that the, like the, the, the network, you know, uh, the, the hosts on the network are the stars as opposed to me being sort of like the face of, you know, Rob has a podcast. Mm. It is definitely
1: weird to, uh, to fill out like occupation, like, uh, like employ Rob has a podcast mm-hmm. name, Taryn Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a that's a question
0: yeah yes so yeah i could say rhap i feel like that that's more of yeah. like uh more of a more of a catch-all yeah that's what that's what usually what i would do um mm-hmm. so um
1: So that's like, uh, is, is there, is there anything like, um, cause, cause again, like this, this environment is, is sort of accelerating, it seems at a rapid pace where, you know, there are now like Twitch streamers and, uh, like YouTubers, uh, who, and there's always been YouTubers, but now it's, it's like, uh, it feels like a genuine profession. Like you see people being a full-time content creator so much more now than you mm-hmm. did even just 4 years ago yeah. um and uh, and i uh, i guess i'll go back to what we were talking about before but like what is the um like do you feel any sort of social implication of that uh, in your everyday life well, what do you mean by social implication Like, as I think a lot of people find their identity in their, in their job, a lot of people uh, use other people's jobs, you know, to sort of like, be like, okay, this is who this person is. Um, And so I think uh, in some ways, I like that a lot of people find like content creation to be like a really cool thing. um, And they're very impressed if that's your job. But then uh, sometimes uh, it's like, uh, you know, uh, it's a different story. Like, um, yeah, what is it? What is it like to be to be you in an in an in an everyday social situation?
0: I think it's very embarrassing. <laughs> I, I think that people like feel like I'm a loser. Um, <laughs> like I think that if I ever I like again I don't have a lot of uh, social like I, I'm very fortunate that I have a lot many great friends, uh, yourself included, that I get to hang out with on a pod. and look in the pandemic, everybody got to experience what that's like uh, mm. of. Like I have friends that I get to hang out with on zoom calls uh, many hours of the day. So uh, that's, that's all incredible. Uh, I don't have a lot of friends, uh, you know, it, you know, outside of the podcast. I mean, the pod, the, the podcasters and the listeners are my friends. Uh, and that's, and that's, and that's really it. And I hang out with, with Nicole, and I hang out with my sons and and that's really, I don't really have any other friends that I see, especially like in an, in a new city, where I, I don't really have any sort of social context, but like in like, if we ever go somewhere and people are like, Oh, what do you do? It's like, Oh uh, yeah. I podcast about survivor and, and just people like feel bad for me. People think <laughs> like I'm a big loser and, you know, assume like a poor poor Nicole, like her husband <laughs> is, sounds like a real loser of uh, that. He's just like a, does a, does a podcast. And it sounds like, I don't even know how like they p- put food on their table. It sounds like very sad, but that's, that, but that's, not what you do. Like, oh, no, it is. And it's like, oh, poor, this poor woman. <laughs> so it, it's not anything that, you know sounds like it's a you know cool thing to like other you know grown-ups that I meet in real life yeah now, now it's
1: like that person will go home and uh, like uh, tell their partner like if you if you even think about doing that podcast thing you do mm-hmm. as a full-time job uh, get, don't even think about it
0: yeah because it sounds like a hobby and yeah. it sounds like something that's like a waste of time for people so um, that's uh, you know if I really want to like I was like oh I have run a podcast network uh, and I sort of like leave out the podcast like where i am a podcaster mm. um like that makes it sound like a little bit better but still kind of sad
1: yeah uh maybe maybe you could say like uh i guess i i do i do feel like um like youtuber is, has a little bit more substance to it in terms you of like so? i do think so because i feel like uh like there are so many successful youtubers now and if you say mm. you're like a full-time Youtuber, the people I think assume YouTuber. that you're successful, but it also comes with like it's such a weird word, and I think it also like has a lot of like baggage attached to it. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's hard to say that one too. Um, I also don't feel personally like a YouTuber because even though we create content on on YouTube, it's not really like for YouTube
0: in the way you know. Yeah, I mean it's basically like we uh, that you know the the content that we create. You know, it's like it's recorded live, but we like we repurpose it and sort of like try to like uh you know be able to have it uh accessible in you know a lot of different ways so um you know it's like we're beyond labels i guess yeah i mean i
1: still i genuinely still struggle when uh, it's like like what is your occupation like uh mm-hmm. content creator sounds weird youtuber mm-hmm. doesn't sound right i mean podcaster is what i've always kind of gone with which and it's and it's accurate but like yeah it's not completely accurate either. Like it's not the only thing I do either. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. right. So um, it's, uh, it is, it is a little bit uh, difficult. Um, But uh, I'm also curious to know, you know, even just sort of within your own family, your kids are growing up. Yeah. Yes. um, What is the, what is the response? I guess what, like how does, how does Dominic feel uh, about like podcasting. Like he's growing up in a house where he, like you just always were somebody that created content on the internet. Yeah.
0: Well I will say one of the biggest challenges that I faced right now in the 2021 version that I didn't necessarily face in the 2017 version. Um, my kids were babies in 2017. And now um, Dominic just turned eight, Anthony's birthday is this week. He's turning six and now they are you know bigger kids and you know it first off it's uh fun to spend uh time with them mostly uh and they what they want to spend time with me. Nicole wants to do things as a family, and so like i I really like feel like i'm pulled like away from the podcast in a lot of different ways that i didn't feel say in twenty seventeen where I probably spent just about like all of my time working on the podcast my kids were babies like uh either whether it was nicole or we had a babysitter watching them and like sort of like at, at, you know at nighttime when i was done with work you know i might uh you know be needing to spend time uh like uh you know you know like they, they were like infants and you know toddlers and, and, and little kids there wasn't that much uh to do with them but now you know they really like you know want to spend time with me they have they're they're in you know soccer and in little league and I, and like i feel like that that's really uh become a challenge of how do i manage the time that is uh forget even like being a good husband uh but like it's just being a good dad and then like um making that work with the podcast schedule because like where you know i tend to be free a lot during the day during the day during the week like well other people are at work so it's sort of like the free like the weekends tend to be like the family is like hey great let's do uh family stuff and it's like actually that's uh the time that everybody's free to record podcasts Mm -hmm. so that's uh like a, a bit of a uh balancing act and uh you know sam moore does a you know great job with like helping to figure out the the schedule And you know, people like are you know can be pretty accommodating with uh, making things work uh, for me. And a lot of like what we do, like uh, with covering the shows, happens like after my kids go to bed, so uh, that you know tends to uh, work out. But in terms of like what your question, which was you know, what do the kids think about the podcast? I mean, they think it's really cool. Uh, They you know Dominic, as you know, got like really into Big Brother this summer, and so like you know just like the like the, the you know not just to like watch you, but be able to like, uh, like, you know, I identify you as like a real person. And so they, they think it's, uh, all really cool, but I think that they think it's like kind of normal mm. where like, it's not really like a normal, uh, situation that, you know, I, I think most families, uh, deal with. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you feel like there are any, there are like unique situations that stem from that?
0: Hmm. Um, I, I'm, just like the like where for instance like you know we're watching you know uh big brother and dominic is feeling like uh like you know he loves Derek x he's like dad you have to tell Derek x that i'm that i'm his biggest fan uh if you talk to him promise me you'll get the like oh i'm like i mean this is very surreal like uh the i don't know how many other like seven year olds like uh have this kind of access mm, yeah like uh like uh i don't know
1: maybe um like watching Game of Thrones and being like, uh, "Hey, hey, Dad, can you tell Kal Drogo that he's uh, that he's really cool?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, um, you know, watching like Survivor and, and it's like, "Oh, like Dad, can we send Tyson a message where uh, I just want to tell him that." Um, so it it is like very surreal that we kind of have access to like their kids and they're watching a show, but they kind of have like, sort of like a little bit of like a second degree association into like, uh, this crazy world that we dabble in. Mm -hmm. Um, is, is there anything that you feel
1: like, uh, like they are learning, uh, like, uh, that is, that is like specific to what you do and, and, and like what you bring? to, to, to hmm. as, as their as their dad
0: i i don't know i i i thought you're gonna ask uh is there anything that they've learned from like sort of like being around this stuff and i i sort of like uh feel like that it's a little bit of, of like a gamble on my part but i kind of feel like that my thesis is are there lessons that children could learn about the world from watching these shows and being exposed to sort of like uh this gameplay and sort of like the life lessons of, you know, um, I mean, I mean, just like talking about like just the, uh, like sort of like social implications of watching big brother. Like I, I feel like that, um, what a, what an interesting way to sort of like expose, you know, uh, you know, children to sort of like, uh, like uh, all sorts of different, like, uh racial issues and uh you know issues around like sexuality and 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 things like that where like um you know that the, the sort of like uh you know getting to know these people through the the television and i i i just i like i, I really do feel like that that's like a positive experience for you know uh a, a child who you know um you know like uh, might have like a lot of questions and sort of just to like uh be Exposed to it through the the television, like I I think is like uh like a, a very positive thing for them to uh, get to experience. Um, as far as like um like you know learning like uh, sort of like these like strategies and sort of like the ways of, of the of the world like i think it's like very interesting and i hope that it doesn't backfire and blow up in my face as uh they're hopefully they're not like troubled adults <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i i feel like uh i i i feel like i grew
1: up on, on that like um mm-hmm. you know i i started watching big brother and survivor when i was very young um and when i was when i was eight uh ish um mm-hmm. and uh And, and I, I definitely, I felt like I intentionally was trying to learn from it. Um, and, and sort of like, uh, try, I, I think a a difference is that I didn't feel like there was a lot of guidance, uh, outside of it. Like I wasn't watching it with my mom and then having my mom talk to me about it all. I was like, I was just watching it. Um, and, uh, and then just kind of like thinking about it on my own. Um, but I was also like watching a lot of other uh you know things on on tv and in movies and um you know I, I I've always said that uh, that like uh it, it, tv raised me in, in a way um and mm-hmm. yeah I, yep. came, I came out all right I don't know I'm, I'm maybe a little bit messed up um but uh but maybe but you're maybe-
0: so, it's such a a great content creator though <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like uh i can make i can make things um yes yeah uh and and being around all of this like i i do hope that you know uh that instills like a uh you know uh, a work ethic and also like a, like a creativity, um, in them that mm-hmm. I hope that they can, you know, I like, I, I don't necessarily like, I don't want my kids to be on reality TV. I, I don't want my kids to necessarily to be podcasters. Like, I, like, I, I want them to do whatever, uh, they, w- w- whatever, you know, uh, they want to do. I just hope that they can see some of like this, uh, this, Thing that was sort of like built around my passion uh which you know i have gotten to do and i hope that they are able to sort of absorb that uh not that i necessarily you know uh want them to you know take over the family business at some point mm-hmm. yeah I, I i think the uh i think the thing that saved
1: me was that i never really got involved in the communities. Uh, around big brother not that they're all bad or that they you know anything like that but i feel like uh i feel like the response to the shows is often a worse influence than the shows themselves because Mm -hmm. uh you know it's uh it it gets it's it's just a, a very large group of of people that uh you know, it can be uh, I think uh, damaging if you're, and I and I would like read some stuff, uh, but I was always just like, wow, these these people, um, and uh, I was able to sort of like uh, maintain my own sort of uh, space outside of that. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I I think I think that's very interesting. Um, you know, I I think another thing that I think is interesting about the the pandemic, and also I think how that relates to podcasting um, is. Uh, like the the notion that you talked about, where it's like you have friends um, that you mostly interact with online, um, and and through calls or or podcasts or whatever uh, that you don't really you know see day to day that often. Um, yeah, and that's something that, uh, as I said, a lot of people experienced during the pandemic. I think it's been a little more normalized in that way. Um, but, uh, is, is that something that you think is, uh, like, how do you, how do you, like, how do you feel about it? And then do you think that has any sort of, um, influence in terms of like the, the world and where it's heading? Uh, and also like, uh, like what are your, what do your kids think? Cause they still, they went to virtual school and then they, they, they're, I, are they now back in school? So
0: yeah so for me like um, like I'm very fortunate in that my work was never interrupted by the pandemic Uh, you know we like uh, didn't miss a beat during um, you know anything that happened uh, with the pandemic and so we're very you know uh, you know fortunate on so many different levels uh, because of that Um, also uh, I'm one of the few people that like my life changed um, very very little Uh, like I I was, you know, uh working from home, was doing interviews with people remotely uh beforehand and like th- that very little changed except for the fact that uh now my kids were around all the time and uh we had no babysitting. Like that that was like the biggest way that my life personally uh was altered because of uh what went on uh with the pandemic. So uh that really like was um, not too much of a change uh, for me, like for, uh for other people who are, who are sort of like had to l- learn to adjust to do this. Like, again, like I'm, I'm very fortunate in that, you know, I'm on, so, I, I'm talking to so many people, like I'm just staring into this monitor, talking to people, but you know, I, I get to talk to such like amazing, fun people about all sorts of different things. And so, you know, I, there, I spend so much of the day laughing and having fun and, you know, uh joking around. So, you know, that's, that's really all, all great. Like, I guess I'm I might be the weirdo, or I I definitely am the weirdo. Like I, I don't necessarily like miss like a ton of like uh like oh I need to be like in person with all the with, with all these people. Like I'd love to get back to doing like the the live shows, um, but like I, I really like uh, I'm a homebody to begin with. Like this was uh, this was all fine uh, for me. Uh, Nicole gets a little bit more like uh claustrophobic and cooped up in the house, but you know if they ever need to send somebody to go live. Underwater for you know uh, five years, or whatever. Like I'm the guy. Like I could, like I could do that, no problem. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So, uh, like as, as I'm curious because uh, you know, you are now uh, a father who has uh been raising in children for for eight years. um yes. How has your relationship changed with them as they've gotten older? Like, is there a point where you feel like uh, um. I don't know, like they're, like they're more sentient, more present. Yep. Uh, and, yep. and that changes your relationship with them, right?
0: So, and just to answer the other part of your question from earlier that, it, it, that, but them going to school on Zoom was extremely hard. Uh, it was like, I, I don't know, like, if we'll ever really be able to know, like, the real toll of like mm-hmm. all of the children doing, uh, virtual learning. And I know that, like, in terms of like, uh, I, I feel like that in both of my children in different ways, uh, that, that like I, I feel like that them being home and and doing school uh virtually like it was it was not the same uh it that they both i, I think um i think that their like a uh, development was affected in, in in different ways for both of them and i think it's a really uh a, a really sad thing and not to say that like the schools shouldn't have been closed i just think that like it's i think it really took a, a a toll on like all of the children to You know, uh, be uh, like to to learn that way. I I I I think maybe for for older kids, maybe not that big of a deal. But for the younger kids, uh, I think it was uh, like a a real real challenge for them and for for their parents. But as far as like them growing up, like it's totally different of having like a baby or a toddler, uh, who like aren't, you know, uh, I don't know if I say sentient, uh, but that it's just like when like they get to the point where like, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're talking and they're joking and they're playing games and they, and, and they're like, uh, you know, asking you questions. It's just like, uh, um, a completely different ball game. Like, I, I Nicole loves having like babies around but i i have really much more enjoyed uh this phase of uh the boys of like where they're like uh like big enough to do things and you know uh want to like engage but not too old where they're like uh like i want to hang out with my friends like mm-hmm. uh like uh leave us alone <laughs> do you feel like do you feel like the
1: th- there's any kind of connection to uh, your sort of new developed role uh, in the podcast as a mentor, as somebody that uh, that helps facilitate other people's talents, and your role as a father.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I feel like that. You know, people say that I'm your dad, uh, <laughs> so uh, like, I, 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 I mean, I think that in like on some level, like you know, uh, I, I can be very proud of like. The accomplishments of the the podcasters and like uh, of of my children, like I I think that it's like a little bit more of like with the podcast. Like I I don't think it's necessarily uh, parental. uh, Like I I hope that um, you know it's not just because I'm old, uh, (laughs) but I feel like that. Like I I really feel like more of like a coach, uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm like a player coach where you know I'm able to like be in the game with you with like all of the other you know talent. Podcasters, and we can still like uh, you know be you know um, whatever sports metaphor uh, you want you want to use, and, and we're and we're on the field together, and you know we're having uh, we're having a, a great time. Where you know um, like it's been great to watch you know the career of of yourself and, and and so many others you know over the over the years. But I feel like it's not exactly the same as a uh, as as a parent. No, no. But like, uh, in terms of like, have you, do you
1: feel like you've learned anything that translates in either direction? That's a
0: good question. Um, yeah, I I feel like that in trying to like, uh, give, uh, some like feedback to the, to the kids, like, you know, I try to like, uh, um, you know, give them like you know the positive encouragement. Uh, to uh, where I think that as a as the parent, you know, it's like easier to be like, stop doing, stop doing that. What stop? Like, why do you have to? You know, why do you have to do that? Like, I, I said, knock it off. Uh, where you know, uh, it's great to be able to have like the skill set to be able to like, to, you know, be able to talk to the children in the way that you would like uh talk to somebody that you were coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I don't know if you know this about me, Taryn, but I, I I don't really have a lot of experience in athletics, so this is really <laughs> like the first time, like I've experienced this sort of like as more of a coach, Coach Rob. Hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. sounds yeah. right, right? I mean, it's. Feels good. Um, I I I don't know if I'm necessarily like like that uh, as my new nickname, uh, but like I feel like that you know it's the similar skill set. Mm-hmm.
1: um is is there anything else you feel like you've learned about yourself uh through the through the job uh that you've sort of uh either discovered or developed
0: Hmm. i feel like i must have learned something along the way (laughs) Uh, like I feel, I feel like I have a very good inventory of, uh, like what my, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are. And like, I, I feel like that that's okay. And I try to put myself in a position where, you know, I'm able to succeed and stay out of the like, okay, no, I know I'm bad at that. I know I can't do that. And like nothing like good or bad about that. I just like that. That's not the right spot for me. So, you know, I should just, you know, get the hell out of the way and leave that to the people that uh, know what they're talking about or are able to do that. And I feel like that, um, you know, I, I think I've, I have a very like finely honed sense of myself and like uh, what my, you know, abilities are and, you know, where I should be focused. Yeah. Are uh, d- were there like moments
1: where you discovered like oh this is this is something I'm good at or this is something I'm I'm not good at?
0: So when I starting the podcast, like basically I wore every single hat and did every single job. Like, uh, I was on the podcast. but I also, you know, made the website and you know edited the podcast and booked the guests and uh, like you know also like uh, like did the email and you know what, what, like whatever, you know, if there anything was like, you know, it literally was like in the beginning, like Rob has a podcast and basically did every single thing. Now I have a lot of help. Uh, We have, you know, a number of uh, employees, uh, freelancers, uh, you know, contributors that work on different things with the podcast. So I have a lot of help, the things that are real struggles for me, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to, uh, like give those jobs to people that are able to do them better than, than I'm able to do. And I can focus, uh, more on the things that are for the most part, the things that are my, uh, hopeful, hopefully, uh, strong suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's, tell me more about the, the, the big move,
1: uh, across yes. the country because, uh, obviously it's, it's a massive undertaking.
0: Um, okay, I'm not going to compare moving stories with you. <laughs> <laughs> you made a worse move. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to rank our moves. I was, yeah. I'm just
1: trying to be able to talk about my experience. Um, but, uh, but what, what prompt, what prompted it? Uh, and uh, like, do you yeah. feel do like, uh, how, how are you feeling
0: about it? So the, the move was real, was really, really hard. Uh, so I, I moved into a, a house in, uh, 2015. We rent, we started, we rented a house, uh, in, uh, we moved in in February of 2015. Uh, Survivor Worlds Apart was, uh, just starting and it was like a great setup for what I was doing where like all the bedrooms were on the first floor and my podcast stuff was all on the second floor in uh that house and so we had been there for a while uh my son anthony was uh you know w- was uh born uh while we lived at that house not in that house but while we lived at that house um and so uh my boys really like uh grew up there but really like n- nicole uh you know i uh, wanted to, to really you know like uh hey we're we're not getting any younger uh, we rent it. We rent this house, like eventually, like they could kick us out at any time. They could change the rent to whatever they, they feel like doing. You know, we want to eventually, you know, own a house. That's sort of like our, was our, you know, our, our goal. Uh, Nicole for a very long time, uh, you know, felt like very, I, hey, I need to put my roots down, uh, was, uh, something she may have said, uh, a couple of times. And so we were really like trying to figure out like what are we going to do and when like in los angeles it was like okay uh well, what what can we afford uh and like you know ultimately like what nicole wanted uh like was really not going to be what we were afford uh, able to afford i was very scared about like uh spending uh, more money where, you know, like, I don't know if you know this about me, like I'm not a kid. um, Like, you know, like I feel like, you know, to get like a, a, uh, you know, a lengthy mortgage. I'm like, boy, like I hope I'm alive to see the end of it. Uh, that, So it was, you know, it, it's, it's, it was, uh, a, you know, a little bit of like a, like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Uh, The pandemic came and uh, we were a little like, Disenchanted with uh, with with Los Angeles, but because of the pandemic, we you know um, were you know I was doing everything virtually. Uh, it sort of like opened up the 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 map of like okay, if we didn't stay in Los Angeles, uh, you know what what could we uh, afford? You know where could we go? And we you know were playing around with uh, like yourself. We didn't want to be anywhere where it was too cold. Uh although it's pretty chilly in the morning here uh and We Nicole ended up uh, like uh, finding like a Facebook group about relocating here, where there's a lot of propaganda about uh, this particular area. She really got was sold on it. You know, uh, we started working with a with a a realtor, uh, and then uh, you know we ultimately like found the spot that we wanted, and we you know decided to you know uh, make the big move. And so it was really like we signed a contract in September of 2020 and then it's been a very it was a very long process that we wanted our kids to finish out the school year and then uh, we basically packed up everything and really like that the hardest thing I've ever done was move out of uh, that house because basically like I loaded a pod, and it was like basically it was like okay we we have what's in the pod what's going in our suitcases and then what's going like basically like to trash or somebody or, or selling or or what and there were times when my wife and I were working well together and there were times when uh, we were not working so well together and like I felt like that I was actually like pretty disciplined along the way like I had like a a. a counter of like okay we are moving in 56 days so like uh we are moving, like the pod is coming in 54 days okay if i just get 154th of what has to get done today done we're doing great like uh you know if i we, we get 127th of what's uh, and then like uh boy nicole i feel like there's a lot of stuff around here and she's like ah like d- don't tell me what to do uh so we didn't always see eye to eye on the move uh nicole so like i got this i like look, there's not even that much stuff to do and we came down to the wire we were like the 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 pod, they were coming to pick up the pod we were still loading stuff uh we like basically were getting picked up to go to the airport they were there like we were running up down the stairs like trying like and we basically like we're moving out of a house uh like and like had to go to the airport like uh like we couldn't keep like have any trash like the house like running up and down the stairs like i was in like a full sweat like going go to the airport uh it was uh very very rough but uh we ultimately we made it here and we've been in this apartment now since uh june 1st uh I podcast in a closet. Uh, that's not so much, uh, a space thing. You know, we have a, we have a three bedroom apartment here, uh, where, uh, Nicole and I have a bedroom, the boys have a bedroom, and then I have like, uh, a podcast room. But really it's not so much the space. It's the noise, uh, like that, you know, it's a small, it's a small area. My kids are wild. And I need to like, you know, I can't make podcasts and have my kids screaming. So Mm -hmm. I'm sort of like, uh, like in a closet for some added, like, uh, like, uh, audio, uh, support of like, uh, like another wall for the sound to go through. And so, um, eventually, you know, I'll have like, a like I'll be back to like a room where I can do a proper podcast. So, so you've been in the apartment for, uh, for what,
1: almost six months now? Yeah. Five five? months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, that must be difficult knowing that you're just like in a temporary space and you haven't been able to settle into what, you know, you will eventually settle into.
0: Yep, it is what it is right now. I mean, I, I it, it hasn't been uh, that much of a challenge really since I've gotten like everything set up. Like I, uh, it was definitely like an experience to like sort of like uh, rebuild everything and sort of have uh, you know, know where everything is. But you know, I've been doing uh, this for you know a long enough time that you know I don't really think anything of it uh, at at this point in time. I'll be happy to you know move on to the next thing. But I mean, I, I can't complain too much. Are
1: you you like, uh, are you somebody that, like, as long as you sort of like build your own little, like, uh, space, you're okay?
0: Yeah. I feel like that I, have podcasted. I mean, the good thing out of what we were able to do, it's very portable. Like, you know, I, I had two weeks over the summer when I was podcasting in my father in law's basement during Big Brother. So, you know, I, I basically like once like the setup is there, um, you know, you sort of like, uh, forget, you know, that it's not the perfect, scenario and just so able to focus on the content mm-hmm. uh it's is uh
1: is nicole happier there it's like uh has she set her roots down She uh well not yet
0: <laughs> not yet uh, um you know uh she she has moments taryn you know but you know I, I i um you know that uh I find the happiness in, uh, the, the, the simple things, uh, in, uh, in, in small victories. Uh, I feel like Nicole is like a little bit more focused on, uh, like, uh, accomplishing big victories and she will be happy when the big victories, uh, inevitably come. Well, she, uh, she helps you focus on the long term, maybe. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But in all seriousness, you know, Nicole, uh, you know, Nicole like really, uh, loves being a mom. Uh, she, you know, takes, uh, you know, she, she's, uh, an incredible mom. She does like, uh, so much for the boys and she really focuses all her attention on like, uh, you know, giving, uh, the boys everything. So, So that's, uh, that's really where she, uh, you know, uh, prioritizes a lot of her focus.
1: Yeah. Does it does it change? uh, You know, I asked about like how when they're getting older, it changes your relationship with them. Does it does it change the relationship with uh, with Nicole and them like collectively? Like what is the is there like a dynamic that shifts as they get older and they uh, you know, there's more there's a there's a changing of relationship.
0: Nicole loves babies. Uh she wants like to like have like little babies that like uh, and like as as they get a little bit older and uh, they're like a little bit more independent. I don't think she likes that as, as much. Uh like uh, I'm the opposite like i i like uh that they're like independent i don't like when they talk back uh and like uh want to completely do their own thing but you know i don't like you know having to be such a uh you know caretaker uh for them like i like that they can like uh pour themselves a like, bowl of cereal and like feed themselves <laughs> yeah what's their favorite cereal well whatever is like the worst like sugary like cereal of like that they want like lucky charms and like uh and then nicole uh does not want them to have that nicole was trying to have them eat healthier cereals and they want like whatever is like the most like sugary marshmallowy uh cereal that they can get their hands on yeah uh how do you get kids to eat healthier mean you don't i mean i think that they're gonna they're gonna eat what they want to eat i think you can sort of like um you know, uh, fight with a kid until they're blue in the face. But I, I really don't think that there's like, you can sort of, you can control like what you have in the house. But other than that, like you could put something on their plate and if they're not going to eat it, like they're not going to eat it. Like I think that there were probably, uh, more battles. Like I can remember as a kid of like, well, you're not getting up from this table until you eat blah, 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 blah. Uh, but like I, I'm pretty sure the kids are undefeated on that. I don't <laughs> yeah. think that there's, you know, uh, the kid, like, uh, you know, like maybe uh, there's some kid out there who uh, like eventually like after two hours i feel like that the kid tends to uh, win that battle mm, yeah um well, okay so I
1: uh, i think that's uh I, you know i i feel like we've we've gotten through a lot um mm-hmm. this has been very interesting um but uh, i do want to sort of like end on um, the is sort of like, uh, like, I guess giving more advice to, uh, cause I feel like that was, I, I, I remember the, the first time we talked, it was, um, it was, it was inspiring to me to hear your story and to, to talk with you about like how you've, how you've accomplished things. Um, and, uh, and I, I heard a lot of feedback that like it was very inspiring to listen to and it inspired a lot of was people. Was I it, that, as inspiring to, so I feel like I wasn't as inspiring. I think you were inspiring. I mean, uh, I asked you a lot of a lot more personal questions this time because yes. we focused a lot on the podcast last time. And okay. I hopefully to make sure. people are still inspired from 2017. Uh, yeah, this is carried over. Um yes. But, uh, you know, it, it, like nowadays, uh like for somebody who is looking to maybe not even just be a content creator, but to be uh to 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 essentially control their own fates and uh and, and like work for themselves and when maybe work remotely um and uh and and get into some kind of uh business like that uh what kind of advice would you give them
0: so I think this is tricky because uh, one, like it's like uh, you said it earlier, like it's never been easier to do that, but like it's also never been as crowded. Like it's never been like as, um, you know, like and like even for myself, like I I don't think that necessarily like it was like my stuff was the best. Like in a lot of ways, like my stuff was just first, like mm-hmm. I was just, you know, early to the party and a lot of like, uh, the success that I had was because, you know, I, I, uh, was able to get there before a lot of other people, uh, were, were able to get there. Not that we haven't done a lot of great stuff along the way, but I, I think that, you know, a lot of like the initial like, uh, success that was had was, uh, you know, because of the, you know, just like being, uh, early to the game. Now I, I think you need to outwork other people. Like I I think that you know it's easy. Anybody can make a podcast. Uh podcasting is fun. Anybody, anybody can do it, but can you keep doing it when it's not fun? And can you do the parts of the podcast? that aren't fun you know this is like again I, this this is the fun part you know i get to talk to taryn we're having we're having a a, a great time but if you want to be a if you want to be a, a professional content creator um are, are you willing to you know do the work to you know uh get your podcast sounding uh good like make sure you have like good equipment uh, are you willing to do the, the, um, the marketing of like, uh, making sure that, you know, you are like, uh, responding to people and like having engagement around your content. Um, you know, even reading like the negative, uh, criticism and, and, and feedback that you might get. And, you know, uh, not just like blowing people off that don't necessarily like what you did, but also like trying to figure out like, does this person have a point that is being critical? About me, and I love the feedback. I know it's like not all the podcasters uh, want the feedback, but I, I do. Uh, it, hurt. it doesn't it doesn't hurt my feelings, but I feel like that if one person says something negative, that's um, like okay, that person's just a jerk. Uh, but when multiple people are saying the same thing, I always want to like uh, sort of like say, like, is there a point there? Is there a kernel of truth in why multiple people are saying the same things? About the content, so uh, like, are you willing to sort of like, uh, like you know, look at the feedback that isn't just saying like, oh, you're the greatest, you're the best. Like, I feel like that, um, you know, in it's like five star reviews and one star reviews aren't aren't as like helpful as sort of like the stuff that's like in the in the middle where you know it's sort of like, well, this was good, but it would be better if blah 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 blah. blah. Whereas, like, you're you know, uh, you know that uh, RJP is the best. Like, uh, you know, there's almost like nothing actionable that you can take away from sort of just like super positive uh, or super negative uh, feedback. But you know, also that the last part of it is just the commitment of like, are you willing to be there? Like, uh, and nobody's better at this than Taryn Armstrong of that. I don't think that Taryn has missed a day of the live feed updates in uh, four years of, uh, or, or five years of doing it of, just being there, like in Tyrant's case, day after day after day, in uh, so many of our other cases, week after week after week after week after week, you know, if the audience can't count on you, if they don't know that you're going to be there, you know, that why would they, you know, uh, continue to, you know, uh, you know, want, want to be around, uh, you know, what, what you're doing or be a part of, you know, what you are trying to build. So. I think it's the dedication. I, I think it's the commitment to the craft. I, I think it's putting in, uh, the work of like, you know, when you turn, when you tune in to listen to Tara and talk about Big Brother, you know that he has done the work. He's not showing, he's not showing up and phoning it in. Like he doesn't know what he's, uh, what he's talking about. So, you know, uh, people want, uh, to also, uh, like, and I, I know that like there have been times when we're guilty of this, but people don't want to, just listen in and hear just nonstop complaining uh, about things where now, again, can you complain in an artful way of like, can you make it uh, fun to listen to you complain? If that's the case, then you can do it. But if it's just negative, 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 this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. People don't want to hear that also. So, you know, uh people are listening to, what you're talking about for the most part, because they love what you're talking about. They they are interested in what you're talking about. And at the very, at the very core, uh, they like, they like what you're talking about. So sometimes like, you know, if it's like a sport team or whatever, and the sports team has a bad loss, sure. They will, you know, rip them a new one. But like, I, I think at the end of the day, you can't just, people don't want the negativity, uh, so much, you know, find, find the good, um, you know uh keep uh, keep a positive outlook uh you know keep it fun and i feel like that also like uh keep the interactivity where I, I feel like that what and i've uh you know stayed on this uh you know twitter.com for you know 11 12 years here even though there's uh more bad than good there but what I, I'm only on it because I want to read my mentions. I want to know what people are saying about the podcast. I love the idea of I'm sitting here. I'm on the microphone. I'm hitting the ball out to the people at home and they're, and, 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 it, and I love seeing what they hit back to me. I, I love when somebody takes a joke that we use on the podcast and, and that's what makes it like really like fun and three dimensional of like that we're having these like uh, relationships with the audience. So, uh, The keep, uh, keep it interactive, like put the work in, be consistent, keep it fun. Uh, I think that those are things, whether it's a a podcast, a YouTube stream, a Twitch stream, a TikTok, whatever, whatever you're doing. You know, uh, keep the fans, uh, keep the listeners engaged, keep it interactive, be there for them, you know, be responsive to your feedback. I think that these are all of the things where if you do what I'm saying, like eventually you will get there. You know, uh, like, uh, you know, make sure you are not like only talking to like an audience that's sort of of like, um, a, like the back of the room of the back of the room where it's like, okay, there's only like 12 people. Like I'm really making this podcast for my friends. Uh, you can, you can make that podcast. If you're, if you're having fun, go out and do it, but that's not going to be, you know, ultimately what turns you into a professional content creator. You have to make a product that is going to be, you know, uh, you know, eventually even though a larger audience hasn't found it it has to be accessible to a larger audience and not just like you know only things that my 10 friends care about
1: Mm
0: -hmm. where do you think uh this is
1: going i mean if i if i had asked you that question four years ago which could you have imagined where it is now like uh like do you have any ideas
0: so I, I think that four years ago I, I don't think I would have imagined that uh that everything was gonna be so accessible. Where like I, I just I, I don't think I would have imagined that there would have been so much um like that that the marketplace exploded in the way that it that it did where there's just there's so many podcast even even like this this year with Survivor like so like um from where Rob is a podcast was positioned uh there several like major like uh, brands like started Survivor podcasts also like probably uh, dozens, if not hundreds of like, uh, like smaller podcasts, like, uh, started up, you know, wanting to talk about survivor. So it's just like that the podcasting, there's just, there's so many podcasts that have started in the next, in the last year and a half because of the pandemic. My questions are like coming out of the pandemic, how many people that started podcasts during the pandemic are going to, uh, keep up with podcasting now that the, now that the world, hopefully, knock on wood, is going to return to some version of the normal world of like prior to the pandemic. You know, how many people will be continuing to produce the podcast that they started, uh, during quarantine? Also, with are people going to go back to working in like, I, I really felt a shift in terms of be, like being a content creator in terms of like, I, I would put, like for years, I would post a podcast at nighttime and I would get so much feedback the morning after the podcast went up because so many people were listening to podcasts as they drove to work. And that really has complete like a, like I, I really uh, I don't get that sort of uh, an audience on a podcast that I post at night and then people have listened to it right away because they're driving to work. I feel like that uh, a big part of the like commuting audience that would listen to Rob's podcast every day just, you know, that people aren't commuting, you know, you know, listening to podcasts like later on, I feel like that, uh, people don't necessarily, uh, want as long of podcasts as they had, uh, in the past where I feel like that, like I would make like super long podcasts and people would listen all the way through. And I feel like that I I just, this isn't like an analytic thing. This is like a gut feeling for me. I feel like that people don't make it to the end of long podcasts, uh, like they used to, because I feel like that there's either, you know, they're not commuting, uh, um, the, you know, they're not, you know, taking, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, maybe they're they're not spending as much time at the gym. They're uh, also like, uh, I think that on things like TikTok and YouTube, and I think that, you know, sort of like, I think that there's more of like a distraction to get to other things. So I feel like that um, the TikTokification of our attention span of like shorter, 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 uh, I think has sort of been felt in our industry where, People are uh not necessarily like looking for as many like uh you know two three hour podcasts uh like I think that like you know uh an hour, even half an hour, I feel like that might be a little bit more of what people are looking for uh right now, so yeah, I, I think that this is all uh changing, and i I hope that we're positioned to be able to continue to adapt, and you know I'm always looking for that feedback from the audience about what they're looking for also. Yeah. Uh, well, I
1: mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully people will still stick around for, you know, an hour and a half of uh, of the Terran show. Oh, I
0: hope, I hope so. And also I, I, another thing that I feel like that has been like a big shift. I feel like that during the pandemic is I feel like that um, I felt like that uh, the Big Brother was the one exception. But I feel like that there was not a ton of Rob's podcast that was on. Video, Whereas I feel like that um, people are wanting like the video version of podcasts more and uh, watching the podcast on YouTube or on video in ways that they uh, may not like may not have listened to. Uh, Like I I feel like that a lot of people are consuming the podcast episodes watching, uh, you know, things like your live feed update, like watching the YouTube uh, version or uh, like, I feel like that people will, listen to the podcast version, but I feel like that, you know, almost like I think that some people prefer the, the video version. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't think I ever really
1: uh, focused on video as a, as a listener um, because I mm-hmm. did, uh, you know, at the time when I was listening to uh, podcasts, like I would listen to them, you know, when I was going to sleep or, um, mm-hmm. you know, during a commute or something. Um, but I, I do like, I am consuming more YouTube content now than I ever even used to. Um, and I do think that it's, it's something that, uh, like, um, I do like, I, 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 and that's why I've always wanted to, for the big brother content, like, uh, have a video component. I feel like there is something that is added there when you're able to see, uh, the people talking and, um, you know, even if, even if there's no necessarily, Uh, not like a huge difference between them um, that uh, you could just listen. um, But being able to see somebody, uh, it adds something in the same way that, you know, getting to know somebody a little better, I think adds Mm -hmm. something to the discussion.
0: Yeah. I just think also in the people's habits in terms of like, uh, if you, uh, that podcasting is, uh, a multitasking, uh, medium where I'm walking around, I'm, I'm running, I'm, I'm running errands. I'm going to the gym. I'm on the train and I'm driving a car. Uh, I'm doing something else. I'm cleaning my house. I'm washing my dishes. Uh, those are the things that I feel like that podcasting is so well suited for. But as more and more people, stayed at their home now it's like well like i've got like two screens in front of me i've got an i've got an ipad on my desk and i'm i'm like working on the computer uh that like or i'm like uh you know laying in bed and the tv is on what what do i put on the ipad uh, i like i think that that's where you know i think that the having the video versions of things is where people have been consuming And i'm sure you've seen it yourself with like uh the explosion of uh twitch content where people want to have like you know What's on my second screen?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's definitely very interesting.
1: Um, it's always, uh, really great to be able to talk to you about it. I hope, hopefully, uh, people were, uh, able to find this, uh, at the very least uh, informative, uh, here at the end. Um, but also, uh, interesting because I think that there were a lot of, uh, some, some cool stuff that, uh, that you mentioned earlier as well. Uh, thank you so much, Rob, uh, for, for doing this for, uh, you know, helping start this in the first place four, uh, four and a half years ago, uh, for doing it then, for doing it now, for always supporting me. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I've already said it, all, uh, here on the podcast, but, um, it, it genuinely means a lot to me. I, you know, I, I, growing up, I didn't always have a lot of like supportive, uh, people around me and, um, mm-hmm. Being able to uh like find you and have you in my life has uh has has really been uh something special. So I, I really appreciate it.
0: Well, it it means the world to me, uh, when, when you say that. And, you know, I, I can just like gush on and on and on, but I'm just, you know, uh, so proud of everything that, that you have done. And, you know, I just think that you, um, like I'm, I'm so happy for all the success that you, that you've had, uh, with, you know, uh, really turning, uh, you know, just like, uh, you really that. I don't think that there's anybody else that's on the level of, uh, what, of what you do, uh, where, you know, I, I just think that it's almost like that you, I feel like that you are almost like uh competition proof where that, uh, I don't think that it would be possible for, a, uh, another person to be able to like, uh, You know, put out what, what you put out in terms of all of the, you know, incredible content that you do. So, um, I just have, you know, so much admiration for what a professional you are, how hardworking you are, uh, and just the, the attention to the, to detail, uh, it's just, uh, incredible. And so, um, you know, um, I was so lucky that, uh, you know, you sent in that video, uh, one day back in what year was that 2015? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, I had just moved in, I had just moved into it was uh you know d- right during the start of uh Big Brother Canada. So it was probably like w- within like uh like uh a month of me moving into that house in the start of Survivor Worlds Apart, where uh, you know, it was Big Brother Canada three and we were looking for people to, you know, uh like uh help cover the podcast. And, uh, you know, you sent in that, uh, famous video and, uh, what a, what a blessing. What a, what a, like a wonderful, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, lucky thing that happened, uh, just, uh, to all of us.
1: I, I mean, really in, in like, I think even when we talked, uh, the last time in 2017, uh, yeah. it wasn't necessarily in the same way. I mean, I had, I had just recently, uh, left my full-time job. um, to sort of like, you know, take, take, take a a shot at, uh, at doing this. Um, and, and now four years later I'm still doing it. And so like my, my life has significantly changed, uh, even just since then and, and all for the better. Uh, and it all started, you know, in that moment when I was just like, uh, maybe I could do that. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe I get like, uh, there's a, there's a video I could make. Um, and I've told this story before, but like I was, you know, uh, usually I would hear things and I just gloss over them. Um, but, uh, you know, I just recently, um, the, the company, the startup I'd worked for had been shut down. I didn't have a job. Um, and I was doing freelance stuff and, uh, you know, you, you said, you said that. And I had been somebody that was like, uh, wanting, uh, a, a, a different perspective, uh, to hear a different perspective on the podcast. Um, and, uh, and so I was like, maybe I could do that, but I would never get on. And then that night I was like, I couldn't sleep because I had the idea, of, and it was, it's not like a revolutionary idea, but I was like, mm-hmm. I can, I can re, I can recreate one of these dumb uh, preseason interview videos that yes. they've made. It's so, it was so low budget and you had mentioned that it was so low budget. I was like, Oh, this, this could be funny. Um, and I think it would be enough to, uh, to, to give me a shot here. And uh, you know, from that, from that moment on my, you know, my entire life changes.
0: So it's going to be so great in four years when we talk, uh, do the Taryn show 100 mm-hmm. in 2025. And when it'll be uh, another four years since we've done this, it'll be the 10 year anniversary of Taryn on Rob as a podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, mm-hmm.
1: it's, I mean, I never, I never, I never could have, uh, you know, imagined um, it, it just, I, the podcast, everything, um, you know, I, 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 I often try to remind myself of how lucky I am because you know, as as a kid, I, this literally I would literally just like escape into a fantasy of a life that resembled this one that I'm living mm-hmm. right now. And I, and I never thought it was ever going to be. You know, remotely possible. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and it didn't look exactly like this. I had no idea I'd be a podcast or anything like that, but, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, you know, here I am. And, uh, and I'm so, I'm so grateful to you. I'm so grateful to the people that, that care about what I have to say, uh, on a podcast because, uh, you know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't be anywhere without that either. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's really humbling. It's really something that, uh, I, I genuinely, Uh, Tried to make sure I think about it every single day of of how lucky I am.
0: And well, I I think that uh, like one of the other like uh, amazing things that you've uh, been able to do is I feel like that people enjoy, uh, especially with Big Brother, like people uh, look forward to spending time with you. Uh, almost as much, uh, if not more than they do, like looking forward to the show coming back. Like there are so many people who like, okay, Oh, I like, I'm so excited for, you know, uh, 92 days of, uh, hearing Taryn's voice every day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, that's like so special. It's, uh, like so, so wonderful that, you know, um, you know, like you have that relationship uh with uh with the people that listen, and it's just it's just such a nice thing about what we get to do yeah absolutely um and you know uh
1: hopefully that uh, th- those people in particular will will enjoy this uh this comeback for uh the Terran show the uh um the reintroduction of uh of mm-hmm. the show will be here for a while um I'm thinking like you know uh we i had i had a season one. Uh, yeah. of the Taryn show. And then I had a couple like holiday special bonus episodes here and there mm-hmm. sprinkled yeah. in. Uh, and now we're, we're starting season two. Um, and, uh, there's a ton of people that I'm excited to talk to, uh, you know, and now that, uh, it's been a while and, uh, so many more people have been on these shows. We have so many new podcasters. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's very exciting and, um, hopefully you guys, uh, you guys will be excited for it too. Okay. I'm excited, Taryn. Yeah uh all right thanks again rob for uh for doing this uh i you know it's uh this is normally where you know i'd ask for plugs but uh this this is not only uh a podcast where like everybody already knows who you are but also Mm -hmm. it's uh it's one that i I, like lots of people will listen to like a year later so they'll be like Mm -hmm. like, oh so there's a podcast coming up on thursday huh Mm -hmm.
0: yeah (laughs) great I also don't yeah. know when I'm gonna release it exactly, so Okay. Uh, well you can go to RobhasaWebsite.com to hear more podcasts. Mm, yes.
1: Um is he all it's all always there. Uh Rob has a website. Um Should
0: we change the the URL, Taryn? To R H A P. Well, I mean if we could get RHAP.com, I uh, we'd definitely <laughs> change it. But uh so yeah, I we cannot get RHAP.com. I don't think you want R H A W. No. No, I don't think so. I mean I don't think we can get that either.
1: Yeah uh Mm -hmm. what what is rhap.com
0: what is it yeah uh i don't know so like i get i i follow the um it redirected me to napster napster (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i follow the rhap hashtag on instagram and sometimes uh i get stuff about like reproductive health and something or other Yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. Oh uh, no, yeah. I, I, I can't even get rjp.tv.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, uh, again, you know, going back to a conversation we had four years ago, but, uh, I'm definitely the wrong person to ask, uh, for, yeah, that's things, true. That's true. Considering yeah. we're, we're back at the Terran show.
0: We're back at the Terrence show. Yeah, did I say anything else interesting or Do I have any any takes that aged up uh, particularly poorly? I don't think so. No, I
1: I think uh I think uh I think you did well. I think uh I, yeah. yeah. You you did uh you you recommended uh THAP for the uh hashtag. THAP. Yeah. Okay. You said Terrence yeah. has a podcast uh, and then I said uh, that that's thap. Sounds like a comic book sound effects. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, Tap that podcast. I think you might have made that joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about right. Huh. All right, I'll be back uh, with another one of these next week. But um, but yeah, we'll have a good time, and I appreciate all of you. And I'll see you next time.